so yeah i am going to be talking a little bit to you guys about creativity in lockdown um and before i before i go into the meat of the burger i have two disclaimers um which i'd love to, to start with um before diving in um the first thing i wanted to say is i am not using this talk to promote my products <laughs> um I must admit the timing of this talk is bad because over the next week or so I'm, I'm launching a lot of the stuff that I've been working on over the lockdown and I wanted you to know this was not a strategic move or, or plug for these things from me. Obviously I'm going to be talking a little bit about the projects I've been working on over the lockdown because it's helpful in terms of explaining what God has been teaching me uh, during this time and understanding the context a little bit. Um, uh, but I just, you know, I just wanted to say from the very beginning, this is not about me and what I create. Um, this is all about Jesus and his kindness to us and giving us, you know, gift of creativity and letting us have fun with it um, and, you know, letting us use it to glorify him. So that's my that's my first disclaimer, which I wanted to say. I'm not I'm not using this to um, promote my things um disclaimer number two um for some of you as soon as you heard that i was speaking on creativity you might have switched off um and you might have been like oh my gosh like i'm just i'm not one of these you know i'm not creative this, this doesn't relate to me i'm not one of those like you know doc martin wearing edgy creative people that you know walk around the modern tate discussing abstract concepts um i think we've really boxed in what we what we see as creativity and what what creativity actually looks like and if you're more of a kind of maybe a a logical mathematical thinker um you know the way that you solve problems is creative um you know for example as well you know the wonderful people that created the vaccine for covid19 i have no idea how that how that works um but you know i imagine it was a creative process they had to create something out of nothing and that's that's what god did in the very beginning you know the first first verse of the bible god created something out of nothing um and you know this this you know he, he created the universe and we it says in genesis we are made in the image of god so we are made like him and so if god is a creative god if god is the creator and we are made like him then you are also creative too so this doesn't exclude you if you're not like you know musical or uh, a poet or i don't know what are the other classic things uh art or theater or whatever like the arts you know it, it doesn't exclude you this talk everyone is creative in their own way so i just wanted to say that from the very beginning those are my two disclaimers um but yeah i'm just gonna firstly just share with you guys um if you don't like know me um just a bit about my my story of creativity and my history with creativity. So, um, yeah, create, creativity has always been um, uh, just a big part of, of who I am. I've always loved being super creative from a really young age. I'd um, come home from primary school and plug my guitar into a dodgy PC and um, I would record covers of Taylor Swift um, and for every single birthday party I had I'd insist that all of my invites um, were created on Microsoft Words 
using and designed by myself using um, word art and clip art and uh, the font curls MT. I don't know if you remember that one. Um, I dread to think what they look like now. Um, and yeah, also I loved creating videos. Um, unfortunately, I unfortunately I had a YouTube um, channel, which I pray to God is undiscoverable now. Um, but, uh, you know, the content on there was it was varied. It ranged from um, covers of Avril Lavigne through to Diablo trick tutorials. Um, so yeah, fairly diverse content. Um, and then as I got older, I started to take music stuff a little bit more seriously. So um, when I was 16, I, I started a band with some friends called um, Groove Evolution. And um, yeah, I, I um, for some reason it became a fairly legit band. I have no idea why, because we had no idea what we were doing, um, but it must have been the Lord. Um, and yeah, I was in that band for nine years and um, went to over a hundred weddings, which means I've sung Mr. Brightside over a hundred times. Um, and I still believe it is one of the most average songs ever written. Yeah, every time we played it, people would go nuts. Um, so I've never understood that. Um, but anyway, that's just a little bit of context about me and some of the things that I've, I'm passionate about and the ways that I like to um, yeah, I guess it expressed myself creatively or have done in the past. Um, and tonight I'm just, I'm literally just going to talk about creativity in lockdown. And um, yeah, this, this year I have learned an enormous amount about creativity through the lockdown period. I feel like God has done so much in me. Um, and I don't think I've ever given so much time to creative stuff. Um, my job is usually exceptionally busy um, and this lockdown has allowed me to have a little bit more time to do creative stuff and um, in particular with um, design and prints and also um, with Damascus Road which is a band I'm part of with Gideon and Jacob um, and honestly this season has been so so fruitful for me in terms of um, how much life it has brought me. Um, and, you know, for me personally, it's actually been a massive story of redemption as well. And I'm going to talk about that in more detail in a bit. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to share with you guys now just three, three quick things, because everyone loves a, a three point sermon um, of, of what God has taught me during the lockdown about creativity. And like I said, I've learned I've learned so much and I feel really strongly um that I don't want to like forget about these things um like when we go back to normality like I really want to bring these things forward into this new season and like the work that God has done in me like during this time I I want that to have an impact on on my creative life going forward so I'm really excited about that so yeah first of three points here we go um the first thing I want to say is God's delights in your creativity that's something that I've learned God delights in your creativity and um, the best way I can explain this is by using a little analogy which God kept bringing to mind um, throughout the whole of the lockdown um, which is this so I don't know if you remember when you're a kid you create all sorts of stuff at nursery or at school um, maybe a painting maybe a drawing um, and no matter how terrible it is when you bring that thing home to your parents, it it might go on the fridge or it might go on the wall. Um, and that's because they love you 
And that's because they're proud of you and they love whatever you create. And often I might receive similar things from some of the some of the kids at ENC um, that I work with. They might make me a thank you card or Christmas card or draw me something. Um, and and, you know, more than often, the uh, the standards, you know, it's not great. Um, <laughs> I really hope they don't listen to the uh, Essence podcast. Um, but, um, you know, they might have drawn a little bit out of the lines. You know, they really haven't thought about their colour palette. They really haven't thought about their colour scheme. They might have spelt my name wrong. Um, but when I receive one of these things from ENC Kids, when I receive this piece of artwork, it go it absolutely goes on the coffee table. And, um, you know, no matter what it looks like, it goes on the coffee table. Why is that? because I just love that they've made it for me. I just love that they have probably had an amazing time making it, that they have enjoyed the process of making it. And I just love um, seeing that they have been creative. I love seeing that, um, yeah, they've created something for me and um, that's a really beautiful thing. And I think that just helps me when I think about how the father sees like our creative our creativity um you know as his children when we when we create something for him when we make something for him um he he just loves it he he loves that we've had fun with it he loves that we've made something out of nothing um and so whether it's our best work or whether it's just something silly that we put together he absolutely delights in us um when we're creative and he's proud of us and he loves us um and also creativity is supposed to be fun i think things like um perfectionism and things like um comparison have robbed that from us i think the the fun of creativity and the joy in just creating things um so firstly just want to say know that god delights in your creativity that's something he's really taught me over this time no matter what i've made whether it's been like something i've worked really hard on or whether it's something i've like just written in five minutes um so yeah that was the first thing that was the first thing I'd say. Um, the second thing, um, yeah, I wanted to say the thing that God's taught me is that God is the God of restoration. Um, and, you know, this year for me anyway, has personally been um, an enormous um, story of restoration for me, it, particularly in terms of creative stuff and in terms of music stuff in particular. I think this time last year, or maybe like just before Christmas last year, um, I, ba you know, for reasons which I won't go into, but I, I basically totally kind of lost my my confidence in um, particularly in music stuff and in my in my singing and in my performing and um, and I, I I think it it got to the point where I was just like I genuinely don't know if I want to do any kind of um, music stuff again or any like band stuff again, and um, yeah, I think. God, like in his kindness to me, um, like this year has slowly but gently began to kind of heal me yeah. in this area and to give me more confidence in this area. And um, yeah, out of nowhere, he kind of he kind of gave me this this new gift of this band, you know, Damascus Road, which was so unintentionally formed over a casual conversation at the pub. And um, with two, you know, two of my dearest friends who 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 encouraged me and loved me so well in the band. And, um, you know, we've, we, I mean, we've literally had three gigs this year. I mean, we did set up during a global pandemic, um, two of which were unpaid. <laughs> and we probably made a financial loss. Um, but to be honest, I, I don't really care. <laughs> um, I think what, 
what God has done in me during this time um, is immeasurably valuable um, in terms of yeah how he's changed and shaped me and restored me and I've I've genuinely loved every second I've genuinely loved every second of it um, and God has um, I guess continue continually reminded me of who I am and and what I carry and that creativity has always been you know a, a massive part of my life that I've been doing since I was eight years old when I was recording Taylor Swift covers on my PC um, and he loves it when I play and he loves it when I sing and he loves it when I hit a box um, and so I just wanted to say to you tonight if this resonates with you um, you might have been knocked by someone or, or, or something in a creative area and you know maybe someone's like spoken negative words over your gift maybe you've, you felt overcome by your own doubts in this area and you know your mind's told you that you're not good or you're not good enough and I just want to say to you like my story is is a story of restoration and that God um restores what things that have been lost like I lost my confidence um but God helped me get that back and uh rewrote my story so I just want to say tonight it's not too late for you if you're if you resonate with that and if you feel like you've lost something um I'd love to chat with you or I'd love you to pray about that in your breakout rooms please like chat to me I'd love to pray with you and I feel like this verse I just wanted to share um from 1 Peter 5 um is is very um appropriate for the year that I've had and it says this and after all you have been through the grace of God who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore confirm strengthen and establish you I'm going to read that again 1 Peter 5 it says and after all you've been through the God of grace has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore confirm strengthen and establish you which is I just think that's a really incredible verse um so yeah that's my second of third point sorry it was a bit of a like X Factor pre-audition video um, sob story vibe, but I felt it was necessary to share. Um, so finally, I am going to go on to number three. Um, and this is that encouragement. Uh, this is we're going to talk about encouragement in the creative battle. And this is something I've really learned again this year through the lockdown. And I just want to say creativity can be such a such a battle sometimes. I think it can be really easy to to doubt our ability and to ask questions like am I good enough or what will people think or um you know particularly recently right with my prints I'm like I've been asking myself these questions like feel like such a fraud like asking people for money <laughs> stuff that I've made like I don't have a degree in design I don't have any qualifications like I've just been asking myself like you know can I do this like a bit of who do I think I am a bit of imposter syndrome um and you know I mentioned this earlier but things like comparison and perfectionism and like worrying about what other people think um those things can really inhibit us and um hinder us from using these creative gifts that that God has given us and there are a couple of ways to fight this battle so firstly obviously bringing it to the Lord and um giving it over again to him and yeah I found that was very helpful that's always very helpful he'll always um tell you how great you are and also he'll affirm you in the gifts that he's given you so bring it over to the Lord and secondly and this is what I really wanted to speak on 
encouragement from others that's really really key and I don't know if you guys were on the call with Kath Haddon a couple of weeks ago about um, God in the Arts but um, Kath shared a little bit about so Kath's an artist and she shared a little bit about how her husband Owen was actually the one who pushed her to pursue the creative like gift of art that God had given her now firstly marriage goals um, secondly um uh yeah i think i think what it what it reminded me of is that like the power the power of encouragement and you know from people who know and love you and um you know we are we are called as a church like i think so somewhere in thessalonians we're called to um encourage one another build each other up um and i believe in the creative world like this is this is more true than ever um and you know creative creativity is so vulnerable you know it's it's like massively putting yourself out there it is sharing your soul and your heart with the world <laughs> um and if anything i think this is the area where we as christians we as the church need to like up our game in terms of encouragement um yeah and particularly for me with this battle of creativity like having friends like encouraging me and and speaking words of life and truth over me about who I am and my giftings has been absolutely key in this in this mental battle of like should I be doing what I'm doing um and so yeah I think I think just before I finish um I think the creative world can often be one like I said of comparison but also of jealousy and like I've de I definitely put my hands up and say I've I've definitely in my life felt jealous about other people's gifts and like um yeah I think I just want to encourage you guys if you ever feel like that I I want to challenge you to do like God's been speaking to me a lot about this recently but I want to challenge you to like do the complete opposite of that and like if if you're jealous of someone's gift or if you're comparing if you're having comparison issues with that person I actually want to challenge you to purposely encourage them and purposely cheer them on in, in their gifts rather than be jealous and competitive and so yeah I just think it's a really really powerful thing and I would love for us as as an essence community to be known as people who um celebrate one another's gifts um and you know um to pursue gifts God has given like the, the creative gifts that God has given us and to affirm one another in who we are and who he's created us to be um like that is that would be an incredibly powerful thing for the kingdom i think if we were all releasing and pushing each other towards stepping out in those gifts um so yeah if you if you if someone creates something and you like it i think you should tell them i think that's your words have power um and encourage them to do more of it put it on your instagram story share it on your facebook you know if amy gifford does an amazing um design for the essence page like tell her how great it is if jacob smith if you love jacob smith's recent ep like drop a message say oh, i absolutely loved your ep if you love one of kath haddon's pieces of art like let her know if you love listening to the the essence podcast like drop isaac a message um and if you love reading lydia cross blog again drop her a message and say that that blog that you wrote really impacted me um i think sometimes we think things and we don't say them but there's so much power in encouraging encouraging one another um so yeah that's all i wanted to share tonight um my three points were god delights in your creativity he is the god of restoration and like fighting the creative battle through encouragement so those that's what god's been speaking to me about and um yeah, I definitely, you know, we're going to need to break up rooms, I think. So do do chat about that in there um, if you'd like prayer for any of those things. So yeah, that's it from me, Ray. Thank you. Over to Freddie. Oh, that was so good, Em. Thanks. Um, 
Yeah, so quite a different uh, thing that I felt God speaking to me about this week was uh, friendship and loneliness and what does it look like to be a friend of God when we're feeling lonely. Um, and I think, I think it can be quite difficult for us to admit that we feel lonely at times. I think lonely, it's quite vulnerable to admit that you're feeling lonely, especially if you are in a house with housemates or you're at home with family or whatever you are, wherever you are, actually admitting that you're lonely is, can be quite strange. We usually think, oh, lonely means you're by yourself or you're in a foreign country or you've moved to another city. But actually, I found over the last couple of years that, um, yeah, all sorts of places can, uh, can find yourself feeling lonely. And um, the amazing antidote is our friendship with God. And the Bible talks quite a bit, actually, about friendship with God. There's Moses in Exodus, where I was reading recently, it says, when he met with the Lord in the tabernacle, he met face to face as if with a friend. And then there's Jesus, who says to his disciples, I no longer call you servants, but you are friends. And so I just want to highlight two passages, um, two passages that have spoken to me recently, one about what being a friend of God means for, for ourselves and also what it means in our friendship with other people. And so the first passage was actually one that I just read this morning. And it's Psalm 8, verse 4, and it says this. When I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, who is man that you are mindful of him, human beings that you care for them? And it just reminded me of the amazing truth that I've really learned in the last couple of years that the God who created the universe, who set the whole world in motion, who knows everything about you and everything about the human race um, and the 7 billion people that live on our planet, is he's thinking of you. <laughs> like right now, he's thinking of you. Um, and he actually really likes you <laughs> as well. Um, he likes to spend time with you. And it says in another, another psalm, Psalm 139, his thoughts towards us are constant. And I just think, wouldn't, wouldn't we all like to spend more time finding out what those thoughts are? Um, before lockdown, I went to visit um, my one. I went to stay with a friend and um, we went to visit his grandparents. And his granddad is this guy called Martin Pepiat. I won't expect any of you to have heard of because he's, you know, he's, he's in his 90s and um, he was a missionary in Kenya for years. And then he was a pastor in England for years. And now he lives with his wife, Cynthia, in Oxfordshire. And um, he's one of those old Christians that when you meet him, you're just, just like profoundly aware that they've just lived a life with Jesus. And they just like, just like Jesus just glows out of him. Like he's so loving. And just all this wisdom that comes out when you have conversation with him. Anyway, this wise old man, he, he gave one piece of advice when he was asked by his, by his grandson, what, what piece of advice would he give um, for someone from his whole lifetime? And he said the most important thing in his faith was this, the incomparable value of meeting the Lord every day. It's not just about reading the Bible and praying but saying, here I am, God, what do you want to say to me? And um, 
yeah, I remember uh, a few months ago in the original big summer lockdown, um, there was a time when I was really missing friends. Um, and I remember one evening I was praying and talking to God and just being really honest and saying, actually saying to God, I was kind of reflecting on, you know, our relationship with him. And I was actually just saying, God, I wish, I wish you were actually just a physical person. Like, you know, I wish you were in this room with me. I wish I could chat to you like you were a physical person. You might have registered a similar complaint yourself. Um, but actually just the immediate response I felt I got was just, just, just a reminder that if, if we did have Jesus as a physical person, like the disciples did when they were with Jesus, actually Jesus came and he said, there will be something better that will come afterwards. It's the Holy Spirit. And so when Jesus leaves earth, he sends the Holy Spirit who is with all of us at the same time, constantly. And so if I, and just God was saying to me, you know, if I was a physical person and there was only one of me going around, I wouldn't be with you in your exam hall. I wouldn't be with you as you walk to have a difficult conversation with a friend. I wouldn't be with you in the depths of grief or loneliness or when you're just on a beach admiring a stunning sunset or just enjoying some fantastic chips <laughs> or whatever it is that you're enjoying. And actually, in many ways, having a friendship with God is, is like our earthly friendships. You know, he speaks to us through the Bible, through our thoughts when we're praying to him, maybe just random thoughts throughout the day that are too profound to be our own um, or from other people. But actually, one thing that, that is required in our friendship with God is, is patience. Um, we have to wait for him. And yeah, and so the second passage I just want to share is a passage which I think really speaks um, profoundly about what friendship with God means for our friendship with other people. So it's from John 13. Jesus washes his disciples' feet. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his father. He had loved his, he had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the father had given him authority over everything, and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around them. And I just think in this passage, we see, I believe we see the secret to being a better friend, which is knowing our identity in God. And so Jesus in this passage, he, he's with his friend who's about to betray him. He's with another friend who's about to deny that he even knows him. He's about to go through the horrible, horrible ordeal of being tortured to death on a cross. But he doesn't feel the need to talk about himself at all. He knows that he is the son of the king of the universe. He knows the father loves him. He knows that he's going to be with the father for eternity. He knows the father delights in him. And so he can just serve his friends. He can just love them. Um, even if they don't love him the same way back. And so if you know you have the eternal gaze of the king of the universe fixed on you, who else's attention do you really need? When you know God delights in you, always has time for you, 
when you have a strong relationship with him, we can, we can go into our other relationships as Jesus-like servants who are undemanding, completely open-handed with our friendship and, yeah, and enjoy the freedom that comes from that. And that's all I have to say.